and when you podcasting, that's actually the name of my Bumblebee podcast. It's the just podcast called Sting. It's, oh, it's so good. Bees are fascinating too. I think you could carry a whole a whole podcast you on think, bees. How many seasons you do on bees? A few. I bet you there's a bee podcast, and I bet you it's not called podcasting, but it should be. Should be. <clears throat> I feel. I feel like. My voice sounds like Nick Nolte right now. Oh, that's, one of, that's one of the symptoms. Oh, is, is <laughs> On the CDC website, it says, does your voice sound like <laughs> no, Nick, Nick Nolte? Nolte? Yeah, if so, you might want to get something shoved up your nose. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during the Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Hey there, it's me, Mickey Mouse. Hope you have a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, Aaron returns from Thanksgiving in Disney's California Adventure, and we get our first trip report. We find out how much Aaron hated the Mandalorian this week in our Mando moment, we cover some news, and we ring in some Christmas cheer by talking Disney Christmas tips and traditions. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, the heat miser to my Charlie in the box, Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. Woo! <laughs> were, were you thinking through what that was? Yeah, yeah. I'm still confused as to what that is. It's, you're heat miser. You're the heat miser. Yeah, the heat miser from uh, the. Uh, it's a German electric blanket. No, no, no. It's from the the Rudolph the the Rudolph oh, yeah. the animated claymation. Uh, yeah, by Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Yeah, the Rankin the Bass. Miser. And then the Charlie in the box is uh, from the Island of Misfit Toys. Also That's Rankin Bass. One of my impressions. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Oh, this wow. is true. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Yeah, you should get him out of the box. Get him out of the box. My jingle to your ho ho ho. Is that what you wanted instead? No, let's just keep going. Okay, that sounds great. Episode thirty-seven. It is episode thirty-seven. Hey, a holiday episode. It's we're ringing in December. Yep. We are in December. This is the first it's of officially December four Christmas holiday episodes. Feel good episodes. That's what I call them. Feels good, man. Feels yeah. good. How have you been? I'm so happy to have you back. Yeah, it's you good were to be back down in Southern California this past week. And I know, and it was amazing. It was I, magical. I want to unofficial hear- business. Official, you were you were on assignment for Bob. I was uh, in the entertainment industry on assignment reporting. That's right. Yep, everybody knew I was reporting there. Great. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I mean, we heard. I mean, we heard some of it. We heard the experience, uh, and we'll we'll get a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, But but, you know, it was Thanksgiving last week. I feel like at the top of the show, I'm flipping the script a little bit. Flip it. I'm thanking our listeners right now. I'm saying thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us for thirty six point. Two episodes yeah. at this point because we haven't been we're not finished with episode 37 yet we would love it love it love it love it if uh if you could support us on apple podcast by leaving us a review yeah, over there that'd be great it would just be awesome be like a christmas present under the tree oh, it would be like a christmas present do you have listeners to to thank do you have reviews to read normally i sure we, do normally we do this at the end of the show you want me to do one right now i think you should i'll do one Let right people now. know that this is a serious podcast this is a serious podcast topics. you'll like this one okay good five star Subject line, tons of fun from B. Masser. Okay. B. Masser says, Aaron reminds me of my awesome friend Robert, except that Aaron knows more about Disneyland than Robert, and that's a huge compliment. 
because Robert is awesome, even though he doesn't know much about Disneyland. <laughs> Such an obscure and fun review. It's awesome. Five uh, stars. I, I don't know if it's a review of Robert or of, of me. I think it's a review of both of you. I okay. think Robert gets a couple of stars, okay. but you are like Robert, but with Disneyland knowledge, five stars. B-Master, I, I appreciate it. And uh, your, your friend Robert sounds like uh, quite, a, quite a guy. Sounds a good guy. Good guy. Doesn't know a lot about Disneyland. That's okay. Not everybody guy. does. Yeah. Not everybody. Listen, not everybody can be... Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of which, yeah. um, I noticed in our last episode, episode Uh-oh. 37, Here it comes, uh, which guys. was co-hosted by your daughters, Yeah, I had a couple of takeaways from that. Oh, wow. One, I feel like I was being replaced, Okay, but I also feel like that's justified yeah. because it was so enjoyable to oh, listen yay. to you and your girls talk about your trip. It was awesome. I loved hearing Kennedy, and yeah. I loved hearing Penelope. Yay. So sweet. You guys have, obviously, you have great chemistry. I mean, you're their dad. Yeah. But it was so much fun to hear. Like, I think we need a Absolute Humidity uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. What like, do you a think? Little, like a little segment? Like a little father? I, 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 I think you carry an entire show. I think those I think those girls carry an entire show. I have been podcasting with Kennedy uh, since she was three or four years old. Yeah. I, I did a, I did a podcast called uh, milkshakes on Mars, which was a, a, like a kid's fictional poetry uh, podcast in the, in the, you know, the style of doctor uh, no, of Shel Silverstein. Okay. Yep. And so Dr. We had Shel Silverstein, Dr. Shel Silverstein, yeah. honorary yep. doctor. <laughs> but, uh, she, uh, she, we called her the greeting girl on that, on that show oh, and, awesome. and she would do the outro and it was just cute. And so it was fun to kind of listen to her voice age. That's yeah, one sure. of the neatest things about podcasting with your kids. Um, and now she's just, she's turned into this, this, little young adult who's a super nerd and is is as nerdy as I am if not a little bit more and she's got a great perspective yeah like and able she, to talk yeah, about nerdy totally. things and able to have opinions and that that is like it's one of those things about that you don't know what's going to be awesome about being a dad you think it's all the traditional stuff which it is which it is but but then there's these things you just nobody could ever tell you like podcasting with your daughters yeah. is amazing and just, super fun yeah absolutely and, and it was it was really honestly listening to last episode because I didn't hear it until it was posted yeah yeah and so I had so much fun. Li- I was a I was a uh, a listener. I was a banthetier. Right. right? Yeah, I was a banthetier yeah. for last week's episode, and I had so much fun listening to it. I enjoyed it so much. A lot of fun. Great Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. We had our first annual Flixgiving tournament. Okay. Yeah, I um, saw that you did that, that on Instagram. Yeah. It's a. It looked like a like. RC cars that you flick with your fingers. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's like, a board game called Pitch Car. Oh, okay. And uh, and you set it up. It's so like you, you the track is set up with like puzzle pieces basically. Yeah. So you can set up the track however you want. Right on. And then it's a flicking racing game. So you're just you're just flicking. Is around. it turn based though? You flick and then the next person goes. And so there's, it's more of an accuracy of flicking game. Correct. Yeah. Yes, but you can overtake people and like we had a little ramp, uh, like a little jump that. that you had to clear. And, uh, is it and we, fun? It looks fun. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. a great game. And it's it's awesome because it's very accessible to all different ages. Yeah. It's it's super fun. It's yeah, super right on. Fun. It looked fun. It was. So uh, we had a, a successful Flixgiving tournament. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good time. And uh, the rest of the weekend was, was great. Did great. you get turkey? Oh, I ate turkey. Okay, good. And I, I've continued to eat turkey. You my, my Thanksgiving, though, is not nearly as exciting as your Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, what was I mean, we we heard we heard a lot about what the trip was like. Sure, yeah. But the stuff that didn't make it into the episode, the stuff that wasn't with you and the girls talking, like what's your general feel about Disney? How did it feel to be down at Disney for Thanksgiving? Have you ever been to Disney for Thanksgiving yes. before? Yep. You have. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so obviously it's a little bit different this <laughs> this year. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, and my kids kept saying this. So we just wished you were there so much because there was oh, so much sweet. to talk about and, yeah. and so much to experience, and it's so abnormal. Yeah, and then it was like thirty six episodes of of guessing and what would that be like, and is it you know? And then I was experiencing things that you and I had made fun of, right? And then stopped making the fun flubana, of for example, yeah, the flubana, yes. like all these things we'd made fun of and wondered if they were real. And I'd, I'd never let my kid get temperature scanned. And then I'm sure like, there, like, get line up. You go first because I want to see what the what the answers <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I don't want to take you through the whole experience. You can listen to the last one, but I want to, you know, talk about the kind of more serious points of it. Yeah. Is my experience was from leaving the car. Going through security, all of it was run very well. Lots and lots of cast members, all of them very happy to be there. Yeah, there is nothing like a like a Disneyland greeting from a cast member. There's nothing like a, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this together. We all want this to be open. Let's all not play by the rules, but let's all just be in this together. Yeah. Downtown Disney definitely felt way busier than Buena Vista Street. Yeah. So you had like a uh, uncharacteristically empty experience yeah. uh, for when you arrived. Was it that way that the entire the entire time you were there? Yeah, Buena Vista Street stayed, pr- uh, Buena Vista Street, that whole experience stayed pretty empty. Like really? it, it peaked around probably 1.30, something like that. But then we were expecting crowds to increase over time. I would have expected time. to, especially yeah. because that's the new thing that's open. That's the thing people haven't been able to access for the past nine months. Yeah, and maybe it did in seven, eight o'clock at night. I wasn't there anymore, yeah. but it continued to thin out into the two, three, four o'clock range. Um, we didn't wait at all to go in. Um, you come in, you, the flu check station and the security. The flu I mean, Can you the, use the correct terminology, yes, sorry. please? The yes. flu <laughs> Is appropriately by the swimming pools. It's oh, <laughs> just, just in front of Paradise Pier. It's in the little walkway there. And so that's where you clear security and you do your temperature first. Yeah. Um, and it's very kind of informal feeling. Like, you know, there's people before that, so you kind of know what, what's happening. And there's people saying hi to you. And so you, and then. Is there like an energy there? Like, again, when you talk about the cast member experience, like the, the greeting experience, do you feel it at that first point or is it more somber because of uh, temperature checks and. The, the dogs, you know, the, the dogs that sniff yeah. you and that sort of thing. Like, do you get the Disney experience right from the get-go, even in that experience? Or do you have to get through it in order to hit that Disney Yeah, experience? and I think that's the smart thing about Disney is they put cast members way before that. So yeah. that your first experience is not the, the flu station. Your yeah. first experience is some traffic guy that's that's saying hi. And, and they they were very energetic. So you got that. And it had been so long since we'd heard it. Yeah. It's been so long since I'd seen a white name tag and a Disney cast member in an in an out. Uh, costume yeah like it'd been so long so to get that greeting hey happy thanksgiving like it was like oh man this feels great that's good clear the flu you clear that temper the flu banner really quickly it's not a flu banner it's one person with a you know with a gun it goes very we've all done that i did with a gun with a you know with a shooter oh, it, uh, thermometer okay a thermometer aka <laughs> i was a, gonna say this they uh, really made some changes <laughs> one person gun. with a gun in a yeah. tent <laughs> uh and so we did this uh, we went to city walk too so we okay. got to experience city walks yeah. version of this. and how was that so give me the comparison between that and between it's so funny because normally universal i think is slightly ahead of the curve on corralling people parking people yeah. and getting people checked in i think that's because for them that's not a magical experience it's an administrative right. experience yeah, so they yeah. were parking garages they were typically better at doing it first yeah uh, and uh, Disney is on point with their experience more than Universal now. Universal was a little more casual, interesting, a little harder to figure out where to go. Uh, a lot of you know, just some confusion about which escalator to use, and and then that that flu station was way more kind of doctory and kind of just oh really like not great feeling. 
Uh, clinical? Then, Do you mean the just yeah, a little more clinical? Cl- it was a little more military, to be honest oh, really? with you. Oh, really? Interesting. In fact, I had this this real flash of like uh, of uh, Half Life that came. Uh-huh. Half Life. Yep. Where it was like, you gotta get in here. Uh, Thirty-two, one, eighteen. On the, I was like, just gotta get in and get yeah. like, yeah. Uh, and then City Walk, super disappointment. Almost nothing was open when we really? were there on Black Friday. I was in City Walk on Black Friday. Wow. Huge shopping event. Almost no restaurants open. Uh, you could get a butterbeer outside of the thing. I'm doing a universal review now, but it was just no, so okay. uh, this is like, uh, this is theme parks in California. Yeah. I think our listeners would be really interested in, in this regardless of universal. So fascinating. They, they're like, what sells in universal? It's like, well, that butterbeer is how we yeah. make all of our money. So there was a butterbeer station outside of the park where you could get butterbeer. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Butterbeer? Yeah, butterbeer. Yeah. That's so interesting. So it's like, it, there's basically, they're just removing any theme whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like, you get butterbeer. The theme was credit card. Next to the King yeah. Kong. Yep. Like, right? It, it was yeah. pretty close to the King. Was that, it? Okay. Co- close to that King Kong. Um, but all the shops, you know, most of the shops closed uh, and I'll get into the sh- what the shopping feels like. And we just had a conversation with somebody about how we're, we're virtual queuing everywhere now for yeah. shopping. Like yeah. the theme parks have left the theme park. But uh, so a lot of restaurants closed, a lot of the shops closed. A lot in, of, in, in City Walk. In City Walk. Okay. And what you run into the problem with is in these malls is that the, the, the square footage is so small because the real estate's so expensive yeah. that when you say 25% of whatever the max capacity was, which was not big to begin with, it's literally two or three people. And so mm. if a family of four goes in, they're already over, but it's one pod, so they're allowed in, but nobody else is allowed in. So you're literally waiting for that family to finish shopping. And if they're involved oh, right. in a conversation with the with the retail, like we haven't learned yet that like people are waiting to shop here too. Yeah, so you so want to just get- like, oh, does this come in blue? And right. they're like, let me go in the back and check. And you're like, don't go in the back. Yeah, and it's check. either out or it's not. Right? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that was a very weird experience that like the max capacity or the COVID capacity was two to four in some of these places. Wow. And so you go up to shop and then somebody's like, Yeah, line starts over there, and you're like, Yeah, I don't feel like shopping. I don't like yeah. your product enough for this line. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I imagine that do you do you get the sense in either Universal or Downtown Disney that you are encouraged to browse? Because that's the thing. A lot of those things, like when you go into those shops, you don't know what you're going for. You're yeah. just going to see what the merchandise is and if you'll buy something. Yeah. As opposed to like, I'm going to the grocery store to get this thing. So are you encouraged to browse or is it really like get in and get out as quickly as you can? Here's my revelation. And I think this could be great for the world and great for shopping because now that online has killed the retail experience to some degree, I think I saw a glimmer of what the next retail experience could be. And I think it's one, I think it's awesome. Uh, And that is because of what you just mentioned that I know people are waiting. And so there's some kind of burden on me to move through and not just sort of like, you know, like when you go to the grocery store. It would be great if tactile you just went down every aisle once and then left yeah. the grocery store, but that's not how we all shop. We're like, oh, I forgot this thing on aisle 11, and then I'm over at 8 and whatever. And so if if all retail environments become walkthrough rides where uh-huh. the product where the products are on the shelves of this and so you don't really ever go back you and you start, get your shot like you you either you you get yeah, your you, shot to go through the aisles and then yeah. you have to double back to yeah it's again. literally or it's literally like a walkthrough pirate experience yeah. or whatever or you can there you really it's like ikea's kind of set up this way yeah, right right but even more if it was even more that where it was themed and it was fun and there were interactive elements but it's like here's our product on the shelf here and you're in the action figure section of course in my story this is a like kid store <laughs> naturally and, and now you're in a kid that you're in the comic book section. And you ride in, the seesaw. Yeah, next. you're in yes. the, the, the t shirt section, and now you're at the register, and now you're done. And if you'd like, if you forgot something, you got to go wait in line again and ride, ride and the ride, shopping ride again. Ride the shop again. Yeah. It is, that is sort of, that's very IKEA, like you said. Yeah. That is the IKEA experience. Like you are meant to route through IKEA in a certain way. 
you're not supposed to double back. Yeah, and then you get, and then when that's themed, and when those themes are changed out throughout the year, you get this thing where now retail is very different than online. I cannot get that experience on Amazon of going like through uh, like things from another universe or yep. whatever that mm-hmm. shop is in in a uh, uh, Universal or in City Walk. Yep. Yeah, where I can't get that experience of walking through, seeing props, seeing little interactive elements, yep. picking up the things I want to buy, looking at them, then kind of moving. And when I'm done, I'm done, and I leave, and it's the next person's turn to go on that ride. Yeah, but do you want that? I don't know. I, it was fun. The times where I got to experience something like, so I'll go back to Disney. Uh, we went through Elias and co. Yeah. And there was no, like you could browse, you could go to any, just kind of shop around, go to and fro. But for me, I did feel this sort of not pressure, but this sort of obligation. And I, so I gathered all the family around and I'm like, we're not going back. So we're going to shop this section. Yeah. Now the next section. Now we're into the, like the Pixar room. Now we're into like the women's room. Now we're into the men's section and now we're going to exit. See, my shopping experience though is like so different. Like when I go into a place like that, like wherever I enter into, I start looking at that stuff. Like, oh, I really would like that. Oh, I'd like that. I yeah. like that. And then as I get to the other side of the store, I'm like, oh no, but I really like that. And then it's like comparing the two like what do i want to walk away with because i can't right. buy everything yeah yep. so there is for me there's a, a necessity in doubling back yeah so if i was like you know if it was if it was the equivalent of the cafeteria line where you put your your tray and you walk through the entire thing you I take some of that want. some of the yellow yeah some of the I'm, green. Gonna take, I'm gonna take some of that green jello yeah i'm gonna take some of that right and and it, and i couldn't double back yeah then one of two things is happening for me i'm either not buying anything right or I've spent way too much money, which I realize those companies would want me to do that. Yeah. But the likelihood is that I'm going to go through the entire thing to to see what it is. Yep. And then I'm going to go back through again. But there's that risk that I might not go back yeah. through again. So super interesting experience in terms of, sh- in shopping of of having to judge every shopping experience of whether or not I'm willing to wait in that line. Yeah. Right. Uh, and in downtown Disney, I mean, we made, shops we would have definitely gone in. Uh, we didn't go in because the line to reward was just not there. Yeah, right. Uh, and then you try to window shop from the outside, and you're like, yeah, there's nothing really that I need to see up close in there. I had a question about that. Yeah. Ask so you away. mentioned uh, last in last week's episode that at one point the family was together, and I think one of the girls stepped out of the line to yeah. window shop, yep. and then was directed to get back in line. Yes. And that really stood out to me as like that. Fe- that felt very un-Disney. Yeah. And I'm wondering what your experience was like in that moment. So we saw this a lot, and it happened not to us a lot. But you saw if you go to downtown Disney right now, or if you go to Buena Vista Street, you're going to see this experience of somebody that's outside of the COVID protocol and a Disney cast member correcting that. And it starts at the very lowest level. It's just a gesture from them. It's just yeah. sort of a very happy like boop, like move it up. That's both hands, sort of instead of pointing where the bathrooms are. Yeah. It's a boop move it up and okay. that means you're doing it you're doing a gesture of, yeah. of pointing to your cheeks and yep. then lifting and then a above fun your nose. a fun finger flip up which yeah. means you need to pull your mask over yeah. there uh, and then you'll see uh them take it a step further which is actually to talk to you yeah. and to say we uh can you bring that mask above your nose for me you know and it's still done in the very distant thing yeah. with with a hun on the end of it or yeah. so, something to make you feel very comfortable sweet cheeks they call you yeah, sweet yeah, cheeks. yeah those cheeks are sweet let's get them covered up let's by cover a them up so, <laughs> so that and then and then you'll get the like you're actually doing something wrong and they're going to correct you and yeah. the lady that we had that, that we interacted with she did it you know in a in a raw's voice she was like i'm watching you yeah, always right. watching right and so at first you're like what are you talking about and then uh you know she threw an eye movement communicated to me that my daughter needed to move back onto the circle and then she so like, it, it potentially came across as very rude yeah until you realize it's in character 
and yep. intended to be very rude. Yeah, and was, yeah. it was intended to be fun and from <laughs> right, a movie. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm doing this movie thing. But she definitely gave me the eyes of, yeah, we need to we need yeah. to have her there. And so she let me do the correcting of, I said, hey, Penelope, you got you to gotta come back and wait on this yeah. thing. And so in that way, it felt very Disney in that I, w- I felt like I was a team member with uh-huh. the cast member, not mm-hmm. uh, adversarial yeah. uh, with them. But it's a fine line. And I, I think if anybody can figure out how to train their cast members to you know, to work with the parent, to work with the person. In some places, you have you're having to correct the parent, so that's yeah, a little right, bit weird. Right. Uh, but to me, it did not feel uh, anti Disney at all. Okay. It didn't feel out of character. It felt very much like we all want to be here. The more we stray away from these kind of guidelines, the less likely this is to happen. So yeah. if we all want to get where we're going, we all just need to do this right now. And uh, so I don't know. So I think here's the million dollar question. Ask me. I love this, by the question. way, because again, I feel like I've listened to a podcast. One of my my favorite podcasts. Oh yeah, that's to. great. Yeah, and now I get to sit and talk with the host of that podcast, yeah. ask all the follow up questions that I had in my mind while I was listening to the episode. Yeah, here's a million dollar question: Would you go back and do it again? Like, are you interested in going back and doing this specific thing again? Right. Rides not operating, shows not operating, parades not operating, uh, and are you interested in going back to Disney when Disney opens? Let's assume you can get on Pirates of the Caribbean. <clears throat> But it's all the exact same protocols. Yeah, it's such that's such a good and hard question. Um, so let's just take the experience that it is. Yeah, mostly closed. It's a shopping and eating thing. I don't think Disney has reached ma- full maturity on that yet. Uh, I think Universal and some of the other places in Florida, uh, you know, are able to do. Or no, it wasn't Universal. Not uh, Knotts. Knotts Mary yeah, Farm. Right. Uh, is open or was open for more of a complete walkthrough of the whole park. No rides. Right. Were no open. rides, but you can you can eat and th- yeah. And like they that, had right? more. They had more street entertainment. Yeah. I understand the problem with the street entertainment is that people gather to watch it. Yeah. But I think that with that one step forward. Disney really doesn't need to figure out how to give me something to look at as I'm eating. That's not rides. That's not rides. Yeah. That's not a parade. That's not a spectacle. So it needs to be, we, we actually talked about this in the park. It needs to be short. It needs to, I need, by the time I realize it's happening, it needs to be over. So uh, Walt Disney World does something similar to that with the, char- they're calling them character cavalcades. Yeah. They're like mini parades, yes. right? They may send one float through. So yep. again, you're not standing there for 25 minutes. Totally, you're there for five minutes, and then you're moving along. And for COVID, that's the right answer. Like yeah. a, a, you know, like a who who stole the sheriff's boot type of thing, yeah. where where the whole the whole story, the whole interaction, it was unexpected, it was entertaining, and it was over before I even really realized it started. That is where we're at with COVID, and that's good. If they just figured that out for for Buena Vista Street, that is not something I would drive eight hours for. Yeah. But there's plenty of other stuff that we do in that area. And so it's definitely worth a half day trip to check out new product, to eat a Disney burger, eat a Disney restaurant. That was the best part was just sitting there with the family, watching people shop. Yeah. Uh, so, and that feels very magical still. That still feels like Disney. Um, but they do need to figure out how to add something to it where yeah. I'm surprised and entertained. There was no, there was really no entertainment. There was just Disney set pieces and shopping, but there was no entertainment, no street characters, no nothing like that. Yeah, so it's a it's a part of your Southern California trip. Yeah, right. But you're not going down there for that. Like, I, you know, for for our family, I think we're sort of similar to the Robinses. Like, we would go down because we lived in Southern California for a long time. Right, so we yeah. would go like visit the places where we used to live and our favorite haunts and that sort of thing. But Disney would be part of the trip, which is very different than other times when it's like Disney is the trip. Is the trip, And right. on our way home, we'll hit all those old stomping grounds. Right. 
So you wouldn't go down for this experience. There's no way. I mean, it, it's a it's a three hour experience yeah. at most, and most of it's centered around eating and shopping. Two things that are best done in moderation to yeah, begin right. with. <laughs> yeah, because it's literally like, what do you want to do? You want to go eat some more corn dog? You yeah. want to go eat that? I mean, there's nothing to do but eat and shop. Both dangerous yeah. activities. If we were in the area, yeah. for sure. The big question that you asked is when everything reopens. If the rides are open, but but done in the way that I saw this done, right. Um, what is that? What is that experience in your mind? In my mind, that experience uh, is worth it. Uh-huh. But it it is not Disneyland. It is not an acceptable replacement. The waiting and the way that that is so separate. Like I just, I think they could do it now. I think they could totally open sure. DCA. Well, they have. No I mean, they've, they've established that yeah. right in Florida. They clear. I don't know how you cannot watch Disney do its thing and just be like. I mean, okay, okay guys, do, you guys, you, you're overachieving here. You're being a little too, yeah, exactly. a little too strict. This, I mean, we. Told I mean, us. for crying out loud, like in Florida, they just, I believe, they just started allowing different parties to ride, ride, uh, Rise of the Resistance, but they put one party in the front car and the other one in the back car. Yeah. Before that, it was one party per car. Like they are clearly taking really, really strict precautions about ride capacities and. For and, sure. And mixing groups together and that sort of thing. If I'm the governor, I'm walking through there and nobody knows who I am. I'm walking through there. I'm observing. I see a cast member to to, to guest ratio that is just very safe. Yeah, sure. People are watching. People are aware. I literally saw a guy that had uh, like a spray bottle like this. And he sprayed you in the mouth. <laughs> and, and a thing. And he was spraying. He was spraying down a, a railing, but then there was like a spot that he was not happy with. Yeah, I watched him like get closer and kind of buff it out a little bit. Yeah. And he just didn't move on to that spot until he was done with it. It wasn't just like I guess I got to ra- wipe down this railing. Zoop. Yeah, so it's just more meticulous. Much yeah, more he meticulous. was doing his job, and then uh, there was this party of six at a table eating next to us, and when they got up and left. It was like, a, you know, like a strike team just descending on, the, down on, yeah. on top of the table set and it was spotless in second. Disneyland is taking it really seriously. They really yeah. want to open. They really have shown to me that they are able to do this in a overly, overly safe distance and yeah. responsible way. I have no idea why they can't open the rides other than the amount of time that that's going to take. Is that the Disney I want to go back to? Not at all. Yeah, like, that's, that's a, I mean, I think that's the... That's the internal struggle that I have, right? And I'm sure that's the internal struggle that a lot of our listeners have. Is this like, yeah, but is that the Disney experience I want to have? And how long will it be until I can have the Disney experience? Yeah. That's something that, I mean, honestly, like I sort of wrestle through it every single day. Yeah. Every single day I think about like, man, I, because again, you and I've talked about this before, like we were supposed to go back down to Disneyland this summer. Right. Uh, and we were actually looking at getting annual passes and yeah. then we weren't able to. And so every day has been this like, oh man, I really miss the fact that I can't go to Disney right now. But when it opens, do I even want that? Do I even want that experience? If I if I pass on the experience of what it's going to be like yeah. when it opens, how long do I have to wait until it get until I get right. that original experience. I do really believe that that original experience will come back. I do too. I, I, I really do too. And I think that um, there is still plenty of magic to be had yeah. in the current thing. Once you get on a ride, I think you're still going to experience some magic. You're going to forget you have the mask on, kind of. But I don't pi- buy it. Yeah, I know. I really don't buy it. Pirates is going to feel like Pirates. Uh, you know, once you get on, Haunted Mansion is going to feel like Haunted yeah. Mansion when it get, once it gets on. I, I, you know, if people pull down their masks, I imagine they're going to get the, like, over the... You think they stopped the ride? <laughs> you got to Yeah. Unruly mask wearers have delayed. 
the dining feel still feels very Disney because yeah. it is unmasked. Uh, it feels like a breather. It feels like a break. It's a break from your mask now, whereas before it was a break from walking yeah. and incessantly chasing your kids down and being like, can we slow down? Right. Do we have to go ride to ride to yes. ride? Turns oh, I got out, a churro in my hand. We're yeah, stopping. We're yeah. stopping right now. We, you can't move. You can't move. You have to plant your feet. And uh, so the dining still feels good. I think the rides would feel okay. It's everything in between yeah. that I imagine is going to be just for two stores, like it's taking up that whole plaza to figure out how to route yeah. those people, like yeah. because they go around in circles as it gets longer. I think that it's going to be it's going to be not hard to open Disneyland. It's going to be hard for people to go there and have to relearn how everything works. Yeah. You have to relearn how food works, relearn how you know everything's mobile order now, and relearn how waiting in line works. It's just when you went to Disneyland, part of it was. Once you stepped on the other side of that berm, you were in a different world. You were checked right. out from your job, yeah. checked out from the type of you know thing you normally are, and you're in this like land of just moving through rides and food and the rhythm of this day. And now you're very aware that you have to be doing something according to a certain set of rules, and I don't know what right. those rules are. Yeah. And so that definitely is not magic breaking. It's just super different, super different yeah. to constantly be thinking like, dude, I don't even know how to shop anymore. Yeah. Can I right. can I can I even check out at this register? Yeah. And they're like, turns out you can't. It's like, I know, but you're standing here and you're talking and the cash register's on. You see how I got confused? And it's like <laughs> you can see, oh totally. You can see you're giving me mixed signals here, right? <laughs> but this register's twelve feet from another register, so clearly it wouldn't be open. And you're like, I, I get it now. I get it how I get it. <laughs> oh, how it okay. Works. This is the rule. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I understand now. So there's well, a lot of that. I mean, the glimmer of hope, I mean to sort of wrap this up as, as a whole, but like the glimmer of hope is you know, vaccines are around the corner, right? Yep. I mean, like uh, we've received, there's a lot of news reports about how quickly they're going to be distributed in other parts of the, of the world. We can expect the U.S. to follow pretty quickly after that. So I do feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel of this. And and so does that mean that Disneyland's going to be open come July and it's going to be the same as it always was? No, I don't think that's going to happen, especially given the current political climate in California. Right. But does it mean that we're on the trajectory for that, that maybe come 2022 it feels the way it was supposed to feel like uh, yeah I, I have hope for that and that makes that makes me happy that makes me excited my dream is to wear a bobsleds and bantha shirt in the park and and have somebody that knows what that podcast is yeah and i need the i need the capacity to go up a little bit to increase the odds right. of that <laughs> increase the odds of several that. fold i know so. she didn't bother wearing one when you went down i thought the uh, odds were week. so low <laughs> But what if? I know. What been if? The, it would, that would have been that would have what actually been the best What if it was a cast member? What if yeah. it was a cast member that said, oh, Bob Susan Bantha? Or said like, oh, I don't like that show. Why? They have shirts? You right? guys, why? What is that? Why do you wear that shirt? Yeah. They would say. Oh, did you win a prize somewhere? Did you lose? Did, did you, you lose, lose a contest prize? somewhere? Yeah. Oh, White Elephant gift started early this year. <laughs> the shirts are great. And I'm wearing one today because we did a lightsaber review earlier. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, not to make a plug, but T Public. They're doing 35% oh. off. Oh, wow. Like, How about every that? single week. Yeah. You want to pick up a Bob's and Bantha shirt? I like that Bob the bobsled shirt. We got good stuff coming. Right on. What do you say we yodel in that news? Feels like it's about time. Let's do it. All right. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Oh, totally. Oh, I thought like you were going to do an actual song like, you know. Yodale, yodale, yodale. Oh, that's good. I like that. Cause we need a little yodel right this very minute. Like that? Yeah. Heedle da hoo ha. Yodale, 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 A yodale, what? A yodale, hoo. My uh, least favorite Christmas go. song is uh, is Jingle Bell Rock. 
Is it really? It's my least favorite song. You're kidding me. Right up there next to I saw Mama doing Santa's taxes. Oh, it's funny because I was just about to say, I saw Mommy kissing old Gulfern. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, really? Jingle Bell Rock is your yeah. least favorite? Yep, I really don't like it. So I don't mean and, to uh-oh. bring down the room don't bring it after down. that uplifting trip report. Yeah, that was fun. That I felt was, it was like a sine curve. It went yep, up and down a did. lot. There was yep. a little ebb and flow through it. Mm-hmm. We received some <laughs> sad news this week. Yeah. David Prowse. Yep. Uh, the the man under the helmet of Darth Vader uh, passed away at 85. Yeah. His daughter said that it was uh, due to, in part to COVID-19 okay. uh, complications. Yeah. Uh, he, but he was 85 years old. Yeah. Uh, a British heavyweight champion, uh, a weightlifting champion, weightlifting champion was, uh, do you know a little bit about how he was cast as Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. Apparently George Lucas saw him in a clockwork orange. He played a bodyguard, big beefy bodyguard in a clockwork orange and then had him audition and apparently offered him the role of either Chewbacca and Darth Vader, yeah. which I think is really interesting Yeah, because I don't think that David Prowess is as tall as Peter Mayhew was. Right. So it'd be interesting because you would have had a shorter Chewbacca. Yeah. Um, But he chose the role of uh, Darth Vader because he liked the idea of being a bad guy. I met him. I met him Did you really? Yeah, I did. Tell me the story behind that. I was at a comic book convention uh, in Detroit. Okay. And uh, and I was working, I think I may have told the story on on another episode where I was working the convention doing marketing and uh, promotion for a small independent comic book company. So we had like passes to the back. Right. David Prowse was one of the guests of that convention. Yeah. So I was in the break room, like doing the break room thing. And he came in and I was like in my 20s, early 20s. And I was like, dude, that's Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader just came into the room, like this David Prowse. And I was... I think it was the first time I was actually starstruck and I just like went up to him and I just went, uh, Mr. Prowse, I just got to tell you, like you had a, your acting had an enormous impact on my life. Like, and you know, he's probably heard that a million sure. times, Yeah, maybe. but maybe uh, he was very kind and he yeah. said, Oh, well, thank you very much. And did he say your lack of sandwich? He choked is disturbing. me. <laughs> he actually just <laughs> yeah. choked me. And I was like, Oh, this, I, got I do the, it with all my fans. Yeah, exactly. You love got it. Got the star Wars experience. And I was like, no, you're not, it's supposed to be a force choke. And he's yeah. like, and, but he, no, he was big and beef. He just choked oh. me, just choked me out. No, How he did. Fun. It was, uh, but yeah, I just said like, Oh, you know, you have a huge impact and huge star Wars fan. And what's the voice so actually much. sound like? Uh, just very uh, provincial, just okay. a very uh, br- light Brit- British yeah. provincial uh, voice. Not James Earl Jones, right. not Darth Vader yeah. in any way. Um, again, he was cast because of his stature, not because of his voice. It's funny that the the, uh, the voice and breath of Darth Vader are sort of characters within Absolutely. themselves, you yes. know? But there is some acting going on with Darth Vader and oh, yeah. some of like the hand clutching and the way he turns and looks at things uh, is menacing and sharp and uh, overpowering. And I've always, I always liked that about Darth Vader, the way that uh, that he would turn to acknowledge something or turn to dismiss something. Yep. Uh, very fun. There's a, and it really, it, it shows how, like you said, the, the breathing, the voice and the performance, like they are all the character. Like they create Darth Vader together. I remember in episode four, when uh, Leia's confronting him very early and he says, you are part of the Rebel Alliance yeah. Center take her away. Like, just that, like, hit, hit the jabbing finger. Like, it, it, he just, he is such an imposing yeah. force. Or, like, when Leia's on the Star Destroyer and uh, Tarkin is, like, coming, like, toward her and intimidating her and she backs into Darth Vader. Like, yeah. he is, like, a good foot and a half taller than Carrie yeah. Fisher. Like, he's an enormous man. That's her dad. That's her dad, and that's a really sweet scene when he when when he she backs into him. You think it's a sweet scene? 
It's like their first hug in a million years. I don't think it was a hug. I know it's not really armsy hug. It was more of a it was <laughs> more of a bumpy hug. I mean, I think oh, he was gonna like. She's back in daddy's arms. I don't even think he knows at that point. Yeah, he you doesn't. You think he knows? You think he knows that that's uh, that's his daughter? You think he feels it in the forest in any way? Absolutely. No way he does. I don't know that he's able to identify what he's feeling, but he's feeling a little. He's feeling a little stirred. He's too no, scared. He doesn't. He's, how could he not feel it? How could he not feel it? He has. He had the, He's dead inside. He's got. He's got no light side in. No, nah, he, he's detecting uh, like a presence he's not felt from. You know, he detects Obi Wan on. Yeah, he uh, detects Obi Wan. Yeah. He feels the Force in Obi Wan. Princess Leia's got the Force in her. We all know you this think... now because of the uh, of seven, eight, nine. Well, she's that's force, true. She's Force heavy. She's Force heavy, but she's not in tune with her Force powers at that. Okay, point. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe not. I think he knows. Like this is my girl. You she, think so? She, she just did a little bumpy into me. She knows. I know. It's all cool. I'm gonna blow up this planet anyways. I'm gonna blow up her home planet. <laughs> sure, how much I love her. <laughs> yeah. So now you don't have to worry about your adopted dad anymore. Yeah, you can go back. I took, to, I took care of that. I took care of that. Just so when this all plays out, it's very deranged. <laughs> It's a very deranged idea of love. Yes, we got into a Darth Vader bit there. We sure did. David Prowse, thank you for the Rest performance. in peace, David Prowse. Yeah, thanks for the Darth Vader. Um, happy happy to have him for as long as we had him. Yeah. And sad to see him go. Uh, let's keep that sad news rolling. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a holiday episode. Oh, yeah, it is. It's uh, going to be like my holiday. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like the, a Christmas carol. It's yeah. very bleak at the beginning, but then there's a happy ending. Disney announced that they're going to be furloughing uh, almost 1,800 yeah. more cast members. Disneyland, not even Disney and Disney World. Disneyland is furloughing. Did you read a number like 4,800 on like a globe? Like, I, I think yeah, it was like, for like a, a corporate scale. Okay, yeah, I yeah. heard that there were, that, yeah, there was thousands more in yeah. the works. Yeah. The the ones at Disneyland include, uh, they said landscapers, engineers, basically all around. Landscapers, engineers, plasterers, custodians, entertainment, restaurant workers, yeah. attractions workers. I mean, this is devastating. Yeah. And uh, they, they said in their announcement that it's because they can't reopen Disneyland in, in the foreseeable future. They yeah. actually said in the foreseeable future, which feels yep. very bleak. Yeah. Again, as we're talking about, even though we said, I think there's hope for it to reopen, there, there certainly is. But Disneyland isn't banking on it anytime soon, certainly not within – I think if you say we can't open this in the foreseeable future, that's saying maybe we'll see you in the summer. Yeah, I think that I think that is what's saying. And it's a real shame because yep. I believe I believe I have experienced Disney's ability to hit whatever mark is and a willingness to to lose money that way. What a better way to lose money, entertaining guests, providing magic, bringing right. people in, saying like we don't. We don't really need to have every single cast member here, uh, and it's very expensive, but we're going to do it to keep people safe. Like yeah. that's what I saw. I saw a company that was willing to spend on people, uh, not on on this on the separation, the closure. Like just losing money because you're not operating doesn't feel great. Losing money because you're paying a bunch of people that don't really need to be there, but you're doing the safest thing possible. Yeah. It's great. I loved seeing all those cast members. Yeah. I was glad they and were they loved paid. being there. I, I mean, loved I loved mean, being there. You got to imagine that when their fellow colleagues are getting their pink slips, like. The thought is, I'm just so thankful that I'm able to be here. No matter yeah. what this looks like, I'm happy to be here. It's just disappointing to see that yeah, happen. For sure. Um, why don't we pick the news back oh, up? Oh, right? happy. So we are in a valley, day. and now it's the ghost of uh, of Christmas present. Okay, I guess it's coming. That's the happy one. They're all sort of like ghostly. They're ghostly. Yeah, and they all sort of make Ebenezer feel bad about himself. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. I guess it's the ghost of Christmas present. Then I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself. Great. <laughs> So fans are now having a a push to have Daredevil yeah. become part of the uh, MCU because yeah. the rights, the cinematic rights to Daredevil, have reverted from Netflix back to 
uh, to, to Disney. Yeah. So, a uh, little licensing intellectual property talk here. Okay. Disney, uh, Netflix, Disney licensed uh, the the right to make Daredevil and the, I believe it's called the Hell's Kitchen like series of heroes. So yeah. Luke Cage and Elektra and Punisher and Daredevil uh, and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, had they licensed that right to Netflix to make Netflix based shows? Yeah. Once yeah. That which they con- did for a couple of those Luke which Cage they for did. sure Punisher. Yep. Three seasons of uh, of Daredevil. Yeah. Two seasons of Luke Cage. Yeah. One season, two seasons of Iron Man. I think two seasons of two seasons of all of them, mm-hmm. three seasons of, of Daredevil. Anyways, uh, there was a two-year period of time when they would stop being uh being made on Netflix before the rights to those characters then reverted back to Disney through Marvel. Okay. And so now there's a push through fans to say, hey, listen, Daredevil, uh, Daredevil's part of the MCU, make Daredevil part of the MCU. And there's a big push to have uh, Charlie Cox, who portrays Matt Murdock, Daredevil, to reprise his role and how they might be able to mix him into the MCU. I just think it's interesting. I think it's, you're not, are you a big Marvel fan? You're not really a big Marvel fan. I am not. Yeah. I mean, I'm very specific about the characters I like, and they are pretty much threefold. I don't know if I can reveal. Cloak and Dagger. No. Uh, Stilt man. Nope. Pace pot, pot Pete. Yeah, well, of course. You love, you're a big Pace Pot Pete yeah. fan. Yeah. And um, also, oh, uh, Sleepwalker. Sleepwalker, uh, the, yeah. The, uh, the metaphysical uh, trans-dimensional alien uh, that was created in the mid-90s. Yeah. Sleepwalker, you're a big Sleepwalker fan. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that movie to happen. I know, who is it? Uh, no, no, my family is... Huge Marvel fans. It's odd that I might be that the of being considered the nerd in the family. Yeah. I think my wife actually is a bigger nerd uh, than I am. I'm She's gonna take issue with you when she hears this. I actually think she will absolutely agree yeah. and understand that she she likes those universes more. Uh, I pretty much stick to uh, Deadpool, Spider Man, Iron Man. Man, you're a Deadpool fan. Huge. Oh man, way at the top Come of the on, list. Really? Yeah, like Deadpool. you're one of those guys. Spider-Man, Iron Wait, Man. Wait, Deadpool well, is that much higher than mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Iron Man? Yes. Have you watched those movies, Deadpool? Oh, man. Well, you don't like the cursing? You don't like the in- innuendos? The constant flow of innuendos? This is a family-friendly show. Oh, you're right. So I'm not going to do my Deadpool my Deadpool impersonation right okay, now. Well, okay, well, it sounds like it's pretty accurate it's then. It's pretty accurate. Wow. Uh, so um, I think people that like Daredevil, uh, I think that's, you know, of course that's something they're going to want. I think that's great. I think those shows were good. The thing about those shows And you Netflix, like Deadpool? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I just, I just didn't peg you for a Deadpool person. Well, I'm not like I don't have any Deadpool T-shirts or action figures or you anything. Like, you don't that. have a decal on the back of your pickup truck. No, it says I, I like tacos or whatever. Chimichangas, give me some chimichangas. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, but I, I like. Is that your those. license plate? I heart Chimmy. <laughs> it does. Yeah, uh, I like both those movies. I think the story in them is is very good for the amount of comedic stuff that's going on there, which is almost a satire. It is a satire superhero movie. They still manage to tell uh, two heartwarming stories in it pretty good wow you're having a really hard time it's so difficult when you take this stuff so seriously he's a character that was created by rob liefeld rob liefeld generally considered to be one of the worst artists in comic book history yeah i i'm just i'm just surprised i'm just surprised (laughs) dude but you say you say that like a parent that's saying uh, like i got a c minus on my report card and you're like i'm not mad no i'm I'm just surprised yeah i'm just i'm not disappointed in you right i'm just surprised (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised that in all of the Marvel universe, yeah. when you have characters like Captain America, bottom of the list, Thor, bottom, mid. the Incredible Hulk, bottom, Spider-Man, 
pop. Keep going. Speedball. I don't know who that is. Paste Pot Pete. You know I'm a Paste Pot Pete fan. Wolverine. Yeah, I like Wolverine. Wolverine's great. Dark Angel. character. Archangel. Beast. Forge. Keep going. Jubilee. Keep going. Cyclops. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like Cyclops. Deadpool. Quicksilver. Deadpool. Unite with me. Bantha Tears out there. There's clearly a rift happening on the podcast now. Uh, Scott, again, these uh, this, our podcasting relationship is full of rift. It was bound to happen. Is This is just surprising to me. In a very disappointing way. Yeah, I'm a big Deadpool I didn't fan. realize that I was podcasting big. with a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> well, I don't know just where, where I gave you the false, you know, I, I feel like I've been pretty on point with where we're at and all that. I mean, again- I just didn't. I just wasn't aware. Okay. Well, I mean, now I, you know. I thought we took the silly stuff pretty seriously. Yeah. But now I understand you take the silly stuff very silly. <laughs> very silly. Silly. No, the Deadpool movies are fantastic. Um, but yeah, do you like Daredevil? Yeah, I love Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil is like he's a tortured character. He's cool. He's also a lawyer. Like he's a okay. lawyer. He's a he's a criminal defense attorney. That then who is also in the, in the, was, who was, was it Ben Affleck? I didn't like that movie. No, it's terrible. Okay, good. It was horrible. Yeah, I remember that not being good. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. Okay. Would you also like Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, not like none of this stuff. I don't have Ryan Reynolds posters on all of my walls. On of, all of your walls. Just on them, some of them. Some of them don't have any posters at all. Yeah, you don't like Ryan Reynolds? The ones, but the ones that do have posters on them, do you have at least one Ryan Reynolds poster? At least, yeah. There's a minimum. We call it the one Reynolds. <laughs> the one Reynolds limit. In, in my house, which means if you're going to put a poster on a wall, one has to be Ryan Reynolds. It's so funny. Your first promise. poster that you put on the wall has to be a Ryan Reynolds poster. You can put on anything you want Once after Once you're that. over 15. When my kids turn 15, they get a couple of things. They, when one of those is a Ryan Reynolds poster, signed by me. Signed by you as Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Time for Mando moment. Okay. Do you feel like this is the you way? You can host the show now. <laughs> I mean, lead the show. Lead the show? No, I can't. I can't. I got 3% battery life. Left. I'm, we haven't even gotten to the main segment yet, and this show's four hours long, mostly about Deadpool and the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots, Scott Wayland or Wyland. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is. Who would win in a fight, though, between Deadpool and all of Stone Temple Pilots? I mean, I, I'm going to go with Deadpool. I'm going to so be honest too. with yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give it to him, but it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's. It's time for gifts, right? <laughs> I'm gonna take a moment to compose myself. Okay, and then we're gonna come back for a man a moment. When do you want to do gifts? I don't. We're not doing gifts right now. Do oh, you yeah. want to do gifts? Oh yeah, yeah. You have gifts for me after I've just insulted you for 15 yeah, minutes for liking yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, that stuff doesn't bother me. Is it a Deadpool Funko Pop? Is it, that what you got? Fortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> it, like, it is. I'll it's the one this. of him in the in sexy pose too. Oh my gosh. Here's the problem with getting Scott Storm gifts, uh, I found. Is, <laughs> what, yeah, what is the problem? Is that you and I, uh, outside of superheroes, outside of the yeah. Marvel viewers, tend to like the same thing. Yeah, so except for the this, same bag. this one thing. Yeah. We have the same... Yeah, we have the same bag. We have the same bag. We have the same North Face jacket. Like, mm-hmm. we tend to like the similar things. You walked in to record tonight. Yeah. And you were wearing my vest. Yeah. I mean, it's not my vest. No. It's, it's, you were wearing same model and the make. same vest. Yeah. And you were also carrying the same messenger bag. Yeah. A messenger bag that is very unusual. Very obscure. And very unique. We're the only two people in this town that have it. We may be the only two people in this state to have it. Agreed. And yet you had it. Yep. Are we become? Is, is this a singularity? Is that is this what's happening? Is that we're, we're becoming find the same out, person? Because yeah. now I'm nervous to get you gifts because you're going to be like, oh, that's you are so sweet. I have eight of those because of course- 
That's what's the problem is you can't find an inside gift for you because you're an inside guy. The question That's is the whether problem. or not if you buy it yeah. because you don't have it, there's probably a good chance that I don't have it then. Okay. So you have to ask yourself the question, do you own this? No, I don't. I probably don't either. You what got you me a gift? That's so nice. Of course. Can I go get it? Sure. Yay. Awesome. I'll be right back. I'm going to rail about Deadpool for a little while. All right, so we went shopping. The girls and I went shopping yeah. uh, for you uh, down there. And, uh, I'm we, so excited. Well, we decided because I think you're still on this show. <laughs> for at least the next 15, Bob 20 minutes. Banthas. We decided you needed a Bantha. So we got no you. way. So we got you a Bantha. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Look this at is that. for me? Yes, that's for you. Thank you so Yay. much. Yay. So there's an actual. Do you own a Bantha? No, I don't own a Bantha. Now I you have. Do. I don't even own any Funko Pops. Like this is you are you are hitting multiple things that I don't have. Yay! This is a Funko Pop of the Mandalorian and the child riding on a bantha. Yeah, you gotta this have a bantha. Is awesome. It's Thank in, you so much. It's in the title of your podcast. You gotta have a bantha. I know, but this is so cool. So again, I'm not a Funko Pop guy. Yeah. Is this called a scene? Is that I, it is? I think it is. I, it would say if it was on there. I don't know what it is. It's it's a big boy. It's what they call the big boy. This what they is call a big, a big boy. boy. This thing is gigantic. It, it is. You Thank almost, you so much. You're so welcome. Uh, you really should not have done this. This is so Oh, no, it's kind. fun. Uh, you almost got the child next to the egg canister. The egg canister, was yes. was so close, but then we're like, hey, we have to get a bantha. Oh, like, we got to awesome. get a bantha. This I'm now. I'm not supposed to take this out of the box, right? This is. Like oh, you can. Yeah, I mean, you can. I'm a collector, though, so I should not take. You it out should of the not box. take it out of the box. Other than that, it would feel pretty fun to play with a bantha. Those awesome. are bantha sounds. Yay! This is delightful. I can't. This is going to go up on our Instagram for sure. Oh yeah! So much. Of course, man. This is and so uh, kind of that is not from Disneyland. That is from the no. West Hollywood Funko Pop. You like store. one of your favorite places. It is so great. Talk about retail experiences. But we wanted to get you something for your birthday too, and something that was actually from Disneyland. But this is again, like it's hard to get you something you don't have. And you have a rebel hat that you wear. Wait, a lot. Did you get? You got me another gift. We have to get you a birthday gift. This is what do you what is that was this? A, that was a, I got to go down to Disneyland and you didn't gift. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're like making me blushy. So we, oh, so we got you a little I'm, hat from Disneyland. What is this? That's a little no hat. No way! That's a little hat from. That's actually a, from the park. This is awesome. This is a uh, happy birthday, Scott Storm. This is awesome. This is a, a, a like a denim Boba Fett hat. I'm trying to think what kind of style hat this is called. Where it's a it's a it's a loose a loose crown. I don't know what it's, it's called. called. I a, call it a grandpa's fishing lure hat. I love this thing. This is, they they sell this at Disney. Elias and Company. No way. Heck yeah. This is so cool. So that hangs COVID all over it. Awesome. That's <laughs> why I'm licking joking. it right now. It's actually now. probably the cleanest hat around. This is so cool. It's got a distressed look on it. I expect I to see color. it in a meeting sometime soon. I will be wearing this to our next Zoom meeting for right sure. Right on. I want to put it on right now, but I would take all the tags off this. Scott Storm's older than me now, this true is, or false? Uh, that is that is a true statement. Yep. That's a true statement. But only for like two weeks. Yeah. And then I have another friend that's like six years older than me now because of the way birthdays work out. It's so weird. But I'm like young. I'm in my young 40s. Wait, wait. You said you have a friend that is like six years. You said younger than you? Older now. They older had a birthday, you. and so now they're like five years older than me until I turn uh, the oh, age right, of turning. Right. Yes. It's awesome. I'm a young spring spry you're chicken. A, you're a spring, spring chicken. chicken. I'm a spring you're chicken. spring chicken. All chickens die, right? At some point. We cannot let this podcast be happy. This is the way. 
This is the way. This is the way. I was talking to this guy. He told me this this is actually the way. No, no, no. You got to go this way. Nope. It's, I Are heard sure? this was the Yeah, no. This is the way. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, episode five. Five, yeah. The Jedi. The Jedi, yeah. I hesitate to ask how much you dislike this episode. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this episode. A lot going yeah. on in this episode. I would even say not only is it doing heavy lifting for The Mandalorian, yeah. it's also doing heavy lifting for a spinoff series that we'll probably probably won't see for two years. Yeah. Uh, this introduces, oh, by the way, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Like, this is yeah. going to be lots of spoilers. Yep. So if you don't want to hear, if you have not watched the episode, fast forward five, seven minutes. Yeah. Feels safe. Ready? Let's begin. Okay. Introduces Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Into the live action experience. Yep. We we learn the child's real name. We get a little backstory on the child. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little like origin story. Yeah. And uh, and lots of very action heavy, mm-hmm. lightsaber heavy. Yep. Directed by, written and directed by Dave Filoni. Okay. Yeah. Who, of course, created Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka portrayed by... Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. Lot going on here. Huge, huge episode. You probably hate let, let me see. If I was Aaron, yeah. these are the things I would be saying. Okay. The thing is, it's another episode where nothing actually happens for 30 minutes. Right. What you would think is a turning point in the series does not actually become a turning point. Yeah. It just becomes another fetch quest. And that's how this that's how the show ends. That was a good, that was a pretty good summary. I loved this episode. My favorite. Get out of here. Are you my, serious? I'm serious. My favorite Wait, are episode. are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I loved it. It's my favorite episode is, of A Man this, to Learn. This is an episode of surprises Isn't it? For me. It's so surprising. I find out you love Deadpool. I know. Which disappointed me. I know. I can I tell. I get gifts, which makes me happy. Yay! And then I find out that you love this episode. Yeah, I love this episode. blows my hair back. I know. My hair is blown back. I can tell a little bit. It's blown back. It looks great. I thought the opening... Uh, you're waiting for a Sokotana forever, and then she shows up, dual wielding, just slashing through the forest. It's not like Kylo Ren, awesome, but it's awesome. She, she, I love that she she's turning off her lightsabers to hide in the fog, yeah, and then igniting the lightsabers to take a guy down, and then turns totally them off again. Made me think of Rebel sabers of of her being like, yeah, is there like a silent mode? I need it to not ignite so loud. I'm trying to be stealthy, just trying to keep it down. Yeah, I just keep it down. So I keep turning them off, but it's like zhong. <laughs> Every time. Silent mode activated. It's like, can the silent mode activated voice not, not have a not voice? Actually, that would be yeah. happy. I just, I love that opening of her, of her dual wielding. I like that character. This I is like, blowing me away right I now. I like Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I've seen her in some of Kevin, she was in a Kevin Smith movie yep. and I liked her in that. And Daredevil as well. Yeah. And right, so I like her. Nightmares. Thought she did a great job. Um, and then, you know, the, the sequence of action and plot and the turn uh, of who that head guard actually turns out to be yeah. uh, and how kind of, I know, he sort of folds at the end there. I love uh, that. The, the, there's like an old school Western just face off. There's like a dual face off. Yeah. That whole scene where he's, uh, where the Mandalorian is with the heavy. Yeah. And he's sort of like, uh, you know, how this goes for us kind of has something to do with how that goes for them. The battle and, that's happening that's behind us. And, yeah. and then he's like, it sounds like it didn't go so good for me. I love that. Uh, I love that scene. That was so fun that they, their fates were being determined by, yes. by a battle that was happening behind them. I had a listener uh, message us. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about the Halcyon, the Star Wars hotel that's going to yeah, take yeah, place. Yeah. And we talked about whether or not the doors swish open 
and how we re- we reject hinges in the Star Wars universe on Right, Wars. yes, we definitely uh, do. This episode had a giant hinge. The the door to the inner sanctuary uh, opened on a hinge. Yeah. And a listener uh, wrote in to let us know that. Oh, fun. So, oh, uh, which my response was, I reject hinges in Star Wars. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah that was probably a problem with this episode. Uh, is <laughs> Good hinges. you found one. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was it was a pivotal episode because we've been kind of waiting for this moment to happen. Uh, you learn Baby Yoda's name, which we should talk about briefly. What did you think of it? Groku. Yeah, Groku. What you think? Everybody in my family was was pretty pretty sour on that name. Yeah, just like, just like what? Thumbs down. <laughs> Dislike. It was kind of thumbs downy in our house uh, about it. I don't. We know. just. He's the child. Yeah, I don't it's, know how yeah. you. Uh, I don't know why you need the name, first of all. Uh, right. And, yep. and I don't know how you win that. That's almost too much of a buildup, like any name you picked. And I know yeah. they shopped a bunch around. I'm sure, they, I'm I'm sure, sure they that one won. I don't, I don't categorically dislike it. It's, it means nothing to me, I think, because for, for an entire year, we've been calling him Baby Yoda and then having someone else correct us and go, well, you mean the child. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't think. I mean, maybe we'll call him Groku at this point, but I can't imagine. I think every, he's, just, he's just Baby Yoda. He's always going to be Baby Yoda. So I'm just going to say for us, it felt like the, the you shouldn't ever say that the plots are hard to follow, but they're not. But the, the amount of exposition that's given to set up what feels like a disposable plot, then I kind of tune out and I'm like, what are we doing in this man? Yeah. And in this episode, it was very clear that this is sort of a, 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 town, a settlement that's been taken over. This person wants the Jedi. They try to bribe the Mandalorian by yeah. giving him something of value. Uh, there's some kind of double cross and a big fight at the end. And then you learn the, the not the fate of the child, but you learn a little bit about the child. So it made made sense. I'm thinking this this should have been episode three. No, way, no way. I love yeah. the fact that I love the fact that it took until five to get here. Yeah. If they had set up Ahsoka in episode one or two. Man, if every episode felt like this, though, of just like plot progression. I'm like, telling okay, you, I'm like, though, I think if you go back, I, well, maybe I, it's maybe. a plot progression, I guess, is, is what you're saying. I mean, this, the speed this, of the plot progression. And, and even this one suffered from terrible exposition in the middle part. Again, this whole episode feels like a setup for an Ahsoka spinoff. Oh, totally. Right. And so I wonder if whenever that happens, whether or not they would bring in a young Luke Skywalker to, to have an interaction there. There's, there's just so many things that could happen as a result, result of this episode. Yeah. I would, love that. I would love that spinoff. It'd be a good great. Mando moment. Oh, okay. One other oh, thing. Yeah. Ahsoka says, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Yeah. Which is a storyline thread for Ahsoka. It has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. Yeah, she's trying to get that information from the lead, the the hostile leader of this establishment. Right, a female—I don't remember her name. Female fleet builder, basically. Yeah, female she's fleet builder. Fleet builder. Yeah. Do you think this means that Thrawn will come into the Mandalorian, and you're going to have another big heavy, or do you think that's just a setup for again Ahsoka spinoff? Ahsoka spinoff. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't want them to deviate from. Moff Gideon as the big bad in yeah. this. Mando moment. Man, you liked it. I really did, yeah. Holy moly. Like, I was entertained, and, like, there were a few moments where I was like, oh, that was cool. I that liked was, that. I'm, I just can't... What would you think of that that fight at the end between uh, Fleet Fleet Lady, Fleet Feet, and, uh, and Ahsoka? What would yeah, you think of that, uh, good. that sort of samurai-inspired... Love when they both take their robes off. Yeah, just getting ready for that fight. And they both go down to one implement, I believe. Yeah. Uh, she loses, drops one of her, drops one of her lightsabers, lightsabers. in a water bath. Yep, she's got like a koi stew going. Yeah, she's got a koi pond. She's got stew going. Yeah, drops it in there. Good episode of the Mandalorian. Oh man, 
Woo! This is just uh, again, a podcast of surprises. Kind of, yeah, well, it's like a, it's it's like a holiday with with the in laws. Like you don't know what's going. You're like, I'm not looking forward to them coming over, but then you're like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Do you get into a couple of arguments? Yeah. You're like, like, you don't understand me. Make them leave. Why do we even have this per- these people over? And then yeah. you're like, oh, well, you know, it's okay. And then by the end of the evening, you're like, they're moving in. Everybody's like, yay. yay. What's next on the, uh, what do we do after Mando moment? Ooh, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, Disney and Star Wars traditions for the holidays and give our listeners some of our picks for our must-do for the holiday season. Yay. What do you think about that? I like it. All right, we're back. Yeah, we got we a are. lot of ground to cover. We're going to do it quickly. Yep. The holidays are upon us. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Christmas is upon us. It is. Disney is a hotbed of, of holiday activity. Yeah. We've established in the past couple of shows, Star Wars is a hotbed of holiday activity. Okay. Those two things yeah. can create some traditions uh, in in uh, the life of a fan, of a Disney and Star Wars fan when it comes to Christmas yeah. time. I'm wondering uh, whether or not you have any Disney-specific or Star Wars-specific uh, Christmas traditions and whether or not you have any tips for any of our listeners of like things you should do, things you should do during the holiday season yeah. that bring in these uh, either one of these things that we love talking about each week. Yeah, I, t- I took it from a more just like – going to Disneyland uh, sort of tips and things related to going to the park, I guess. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Start, uh, start off the top. Yes. Have you ever been to Disney on Christmas Day? Not on Christmas Day. No. Okay. In the Christmas season, definitely, which yeah. is kind of a long season. Yeah. It starts uh, in September. Definitely there. Let's talk about- <laughs> It goes through April. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one of the things, one of the traditions, one of the things we like is that they uh, they change out the uh, gingerbread house in the Haunted Mansion every year. You have mentioned this before. Yeah, the new, there's a new gingerbread house, and when my girls became aware of that, it uh, it's like a blind box inside of, uh, you know, like a- What are you going to get? Yeah, what are you going to get? Like yeah. an action figure where you don't know what, what it is. And so, like, riding the Haunted Mansion for the first time every holiday season is a big deal because we all want to really talk about- what the gin, we're careful to not be online. We're yep. careful to not spoil that because we all know what the gingerbread house is going to look like in the dining room scene of the Haunted Mansion. Question for you. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling uh, got a lot of coverage on the internet recently because yeah. I guess he got into a conversation with some women in a parking garage about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Overlay. And yeah. he went on this like tirade about how he doesn't like it. He doesn't think it should be there. It's too close to it's it. I think he says like, I think his whole thing was that it's fine for Halloween or it's 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 too close. Christmas is too close to Halloween. It was something like that. Like, yeah. let the haunted mansion be the haunted mansion. My question for you is: Do you like the holiday overlay? Do you think it runs too long? Would you like it if it wasn't a thing that happened every single year? Of the Ryans we've talked about today, I think yeah, I think this one, this Ryan is wrong. I Ooh. like I like the night. I like you know all secrets on the table. I don't love the Nightmare Before Christmas movie, but Whoa. but I love everything around it. I love the stop motion. I love the production. Yeah. I love the music. I love the aesthetic. Um, the actual plot of the movie is kind of odd and oddly paced. So so I like I like everything Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, and I like that overlay on the ride. I think it's fun and I look forward to seeing it. And it's a nice, uh, the, the Haunted Mansion, for me, 
I love the overlay. I'm fine that they do it every year. I yeah. like that they change a little bit of it every year. Yeah. So I think Ryan Gosling's just wrong on you this. You think he's just playing it flat out wrong? It's fun. It mirrors like the Night Before Christmas is ultimately a love story of both of tradition and of people at yeah. the end of the day. So I think it's a perfect Christmas. I take a pro Gosling stance on this. Really? You don't yeah. like the overlay? Uh, it's not that I don't like the overlay. It's that I don't like that I can't access original Haunted Mansion when I go down at the holidays. And for some people, there this is such, that's such a good point. For some people, their vacation schedule is always around that time. Right. So they literally have not ridden the normal Haunted Mansion exactly. like, for a long time. I have not taken my kids on the Haunted Mansion because I won't take them on the holiday overlay. I want them to experience real ha- uh, Haunted Mansion, which means I can only do that between like Janu- mid- mid-January to about August. That's that. Those are, that's my only window. Such a fascinating thing. Let's so so. I don't know what to say about that. There's this. There is name the other rides that get holiday overlays. There's the Haunted Mansion gets yep. a holiday overlay. The Jungle Cruise becomes the Jingle Cruise in Florida. They they don't do it in Disneyland. I don't believe. Don't they? Mm-mm. I've never been on it, but I thought they. Did it and then I think it's, I think it's just Florida does okay. the Jingle Cruise. I was gonna because I was when I was writing my notes I was like I've never been on the Jingle Cruise. That's because you've never been to Florida. That's true. But see, they don't have the holiday overlay for the Haunted Mansion in Florida. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Mater's Mater's thing over there does a Jingle something. All of Cars Land is sort of yeah uh, all redone for maybe, Christmas. Maybe we'll come back to that. And yeah. then it's a Small World gets off. Yes. Oh, that overlay. Not uh, a fan either. No, I love it. Oh yeah, it's I love it. Small World goes all out. Small World is amazing at Christmas time. Uh, and the thing that I love about the Small World overlay is that they somehow, and I don't know how they do it, they weave traditional Christmas carols into the rhythm of It's a Small World. Yeah. So it seamlessly goes into It's a Small World and comes out into Christmas carols and then back into It's a yeah. Small World. But Thoughts? I don't know. I don't know about that as a, as a problem for a family that goes once a year, once every other year, once every three years, and and when we when the uh, the um, strategic uh, entertainment idea of Disney is, you know, as people come to the park a lot during the holiday, we got to right. go all out. We, we got to change all the yeah. We got to change all these rides. Yep. So for somebody like me, if they're like every single ride has a holiday over overlay, I'd be like, yay! Yeah. Somebody that goes to Disneyland once every three years and only during Christmas is like, I've never been on any I've of those rides. Real I've only, yeah, I've only gotten the weird version yes. of them. Yes. That's a real problem. I've never really thought about it like that before. Yeah, I think Small World is one of those ones where. Uh, the holiday overlay is subtle enough yeah. and it feels festive enough and where you're better. You, and, and I don't know if it's, would you it's say better. better? I do. Better I like than the original yeah. uh, small world. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a, have that's you ever a, heard the lyrics to it's a small world. It's I kind of a it. dark song. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I, mean, I love everything about small world. Your iPad just died. Yeah. I'm you're flying blind. Yeah. I love, I love it. Uh, I love uh small world holiday. And I think because the essence of small world is still there. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to the haunted mansion where the essence of the haunted mansion is gone. It totally is valid. Sacrificed for a nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. It, it is becoming stage for a totally different play. Right. Yeah. Right. Very fair. I just never, never thought about it from like, man, is this ride ever normal? And it's like, yeah, it's normal in July, like, yeah. but we don't come in you know, July. For a month. You yeah. can go see it for yeah. a month that way. Yeah, they do a Thanksgiving overlay hall. They do a, like a soccer overlay. See, and I, I think that's right, a soccer overlay, a World Cup. It's they do a World, World Cup, Cup overlay. overlay in the Haunted Mansion, exactly. Now, that's the thing is like, I, now they probably could not afford to do this because again, you're talking about a very large production when you're doing a, a holiday overlay. Yeah. But what if it was a rolling thing? Again, what if Haunted Mansion, what if the, the Haunted Holiday, is that what it's called? Haunted well, Mansion holiday? I don't know. Uh, what if that is only once in a while because this other thing is getting the holiday overlay for this Christmas, this yeah. season? And then that way, when you go down, 
yeah, one of your rides is going to have a holiday overlay, or two of your rides are going to have a holiday overlay. But those rotate. But those rotate. And so you're still going to get the benefit of people coming in, oh, I'm going to come see the new holiday overlay on this one, but you're not disappointing guests who want to come down and see the ride in its original fashion. Uh, if it's if it's a holiday overlay this year, it won't be the following year. Yeah, I think that that uh, from a marketing perspective, we we see that done with food, and yeah. it works really well. Right. So I'd almost worry that that would work too well. Too well. Like you would not be able to ride it because that you're creating demand that is insatiable That's at that true. point in time, and you're having to like, well, I didn't get to ride it this year because. So I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I'm just like, how do we actually make that available? Because if you're like pirates holiday overlay once every ten years. I'm like, well, I have to ride that. I literally went down to Disney to ride one ride, and that's all I was able right. to do because the, the wait time was 26 hours. Yes, yes. It's a great idea. It's too good an idea. Put a pin in it. Okay. Because we're going to circle back to it at the end oh, of the episode. Oh, boy. How much fun. Uh, speaking about being down at Disney on, uh, on or around Christmas, yeah, yeah. you have not been down there for Christmas Day. Not on Christmas Day, no. I have worked on Christmas Day. Yeah. And let me give you a little hot tip. I'm going to give all of our listeners a hot tip. I don't think you should go to Disney on Christmas Day. Okay. It is the one of the third crowdest days. Is in it the really? Park. Yes. So Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and Fourth of July. Yeah. Highest capacity you'll ever have in the parks. Yeah. And it's like shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it's a COVID nightmare at this point. Right. It's yeah. shoulder to shoulder people. It's mobs of people. And I and I get it. I can understand because how do you want to celebrate the most magical day of the year in the most being in the most magical, magical place. place on yeah, earth, right? Of course. And so I can completely understand that, but it's just so overcrowded yeah. that I I don't see the benefit in doing that. And I think you get a much better, cleaner, more enjoyable Christmas experience if you do Christmas down at Disneyland or Disney World like in late November, right? Yeah, I think late November is ideal. This is one of my this is one of my hot holiday tips. Yeah, it's a hot and tip. Then, and then I'm going to make you ask. Well, answer. A hot toddy tip. So a hot toddy tip is uh, if you can plan your November, especially in Anaheim. I think this only works for Anaheim because yeah. of the type of rain they get down there. Florida, I think this happens all the time. Uh, but in California, if you can get that November rain where it just rains from 10:30 till <laughs> November rain. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, from like 10:30 till 1:30. Uh, everybody in the park tends to be like, oh, it's going to rain all day. And where I'm come from, when it starts raining, it rains all day and it's terrible. So they go back to their hotel. Yeah. Disneyland does not close because of the rain. They just, you just, it's raining and people yeah. don't like to be out in the rain. So everybody leaves. And then when it stops raining, you literally have the theme park to yourself until everybody realizes that. And we've had that experience of hunkering down in the rain, super enjoyable. Yeah. And then it stops, sun comes out and it's just a walk on for two hours and, then and you've got start, all the Christmas music and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Plan your vacation around the rain. I had a magical experience one time going to uh, Walt Disney World where we showed up on November 1st. Okay. And when we came in the first day, they were celebrating Halloween for the last day because it went oh, yeah. until November 1st. And then when we came in on November 2nd, it had been switched over to th- Christmas. So wow. we got both holidays on that one trip, and it was That's pretty amazing. amazing. It was That's amazing. A, such a fast turnover. It was I a thought usually in Disneyland, that, t- the, the turnover 
was from November something to the 16th. Like it took a few days. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. I don't know uh, how it happened elves. or it must've been elves. Yeah. They must've had the elves working overtime. Yeah. They, they brought them all in from Anaheim. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So my hot tip is, uh, I want to know whether or not you liked working Christmas. How'd that feel? Did that feel, does that feel great. like, I was yeah? a reindeer. It was fantastic. I did the parade every single day. Did it feel more magical? Cause it was Christmas and totally. you, were, you were giving people a Christmas experience. Yes. Yes. I mean, mm. it was, it, it's, it's great. It's, it's, you know, everybody's there. It's every day feels like Christmas during the Christmas holiday For at sure, Disney. Yeah. You know, I mean, just the fact that you're there on Christmas day, it honestly doesn't feel any different than every other day in December, because especially when you're a parades cast member and you're doing the Christmas parade every single day, you're with Santa Claus every you single did, day. You didn't have any family out there. Like you were out there to be doing that. And my fam, my family came to visit me during that time. Gotcha. But yes, I mean, but you are right. I was living out there by myself and I was, I was a performer out there. Yeah. Other traditions and tips. Take a drink of water while you're podcasting. That's a pretty smart one. Unless you didn't bring water. Mm. Also, I can't Bad help but notice the uh, abhorrent lack of cookies. Oh, so few cookies here. There's zero. Literally, There's no cookie cookies. time got canceled. It's is that the governor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he said he no cookie time. He elevated us to purple. Yeah. And in purple, there is no cookies allowed. Wow. Yeah. What is there potential the transmission? Yeah. Yeah. In what the, a hit! What a in, hit to in the, the chocolate show. chips. No cookie song. No uh, CDC didn't say this. Chocolate chips, huge carrier of the COVID super spreaders. Virus. You would yeah, say super spreaders. semi-sweet super spreaders. <laughs> semi-sweet super spreaders. <laughs> that was my eighties. Uh, we did. A, we were a cover band of the B fifty twos. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> I, I love B-52s. you. I love seeing you on the on the beehives. Your yeah. beehive is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. You hate the B fifty twos? I just didn't like that one song. Where were we? Oh, I have a I have a a new tradition. Yeah. New tradition. Watch the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special yeah. on Disney+. Plus. My kids loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Did you loved it? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was into it. Super entertaining. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was a little prepared to not like it because yeah. uh, our We Like Theme Parks thing, they sort of soft-sold it a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't all that. And so I was like, yeah, maybe it's not good. And then I watched it and I was like, no, it's good. It's good. But then my kids were just so into it. Like, they just couldn't stop talking about it. I feel like it's one of those, uh, it's one of those Christmas like traditions that I think we'll end up watching every single yeah. year for a long time. Tip, uh, tip and uh, want to know what you think about this. We only in the last six years discovered the the infamous candy canes of Main Street and DCA. They make holiday canes. Yeah, oh, they, the homemade can- candy canes? Yeah, they make they make candy canes yeah. in the parks and there's a limited number. And not so this they're, year. They're, yeah, no, not this year. Sorry. So we got our first one in computers. They are enormous They're, are they they are really really big you need to buy one every 10 years or so uh, but that's a, something that's something that a lot of families do they get the the candy cane they watch them you, you can actually watch them roll them and then fold them right yeah yeah and uh we got us from a, a lady with a basket that was selling them on in dca actually they were she, uh, candy cane reseller yeah so she, she was white labeling them she's like these are just fine we got them from knots buying them from the candy cane store and then selling them yeah. like a 10 markup totally yeah okay so that's something that people do and that we started doing and they're huge you're reselling candy canes now yeah oh exactly okay. it's a little i call them candy crooks because i make a killing no <laughs> i don't know man it's good it was good. okay keep oh, going i'm happy i was on last i was on last episode i'm happy for you thank you it was a good it was a good pun <laughs> Solid fun. Uh, I have a tradition, and that is uh, every year I take the kids to the Disney store. Yeah, and we buy a new. Uh, each one get a new. Each one get. 
Each one get what? Where's my hand? You're hanging, on the, you're hanging on the you're hanging on the back of that uh, four right there. I put it on the back. I put I put it next to my Deadpool sticker. Yeah, it's like scares the crows away off the off you. <laughs> whatever. I hang it outside. Yeah, what do you get? Let me try this again. What do you get them at the Disney store? Uh, I take my kids to the Disney store, and uh, they each get a new Christmas ornament. Really? That they get to pick out, and so our Christmas tree over the years has become more and more populated with Disney ornaments. What would you say the percentage is? Star Wars, Disney, and then just Christmas. Oh, I have my own Star Wars tree. Okay, well, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't so, realize. Yeah, so on the main tree, there's oh maybe nope. On the main tree, there are no Star Wars ornaments. Okay, on the Star Wars tree, there are a lot of Star Wars ornaments. Not all Star Wars. No, not all Star Wars. Is I've, the tree colored like a lightsaber? Is it a blue tree? Really awesome. No, it's, a, it's just a small. It's a small table tree. Okay, small table tree, but it's been uh, and it's been slowly populated over the year. I actually have. Uh, a couple of Star Wars ornaments. When you furl down the branches, does it go whoa? Yeah. It just hums all yeah, Christmas hums. long. It's a lightsaber Christmas tree. Can yeah. somebody please make that? Could you, and, and my wife says, "Will you please turn off the tree? No, it's just uh, it's going to cut through. It's going to it's going to cut, gonna a cut through off. itself. When you when you decorate the tree, you yeah. run the risk of actually cutting your fingers exactly. or hands off. Yeah, exactly. The lightsaber tree. Uh, yeah, no. So we have a Star Wars. I have a Star Wars tree. Yeah, uh, but yes, the kids have their uh, their their Disney store ornaments. Right on. And this is really a festive thing. Like that's. You know, again, being up here in Northern California, we can't always get down to Disneyland, but it's it's that thing that sort of brings Disney Christmas into the home. It's I love it. I love it. Uh, not a tip. Well, it would be a tip if if you if you're able to talk about it. But I want to think: what do you think the best decorated lands are, and what do you think the worst decorated land for Christmas is in both Disney California Adventure and Disneyland? So I'll go with first with my, one of my favorites is Cars Land, and hands down, that's Goes the first one. Nuts! Out. Like the whole yeah. land is pretty much transformed into cars. It's phenomenal. I love the Christmas trees that are made out of spare tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah, it feels really Christmassy in there. What do you think in Disneyland is the best decorated land? I mean, I think Main Street USA. Yeah. I mean, I just... Big Christmas tree right there at the front. It just feels... It feels the way... I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Right? And so uh, there are trappings of the Midwest, obviously, all over Main Street USA, inspired by Marceline, Missouri. Yeah. Right? And so just the way it's all decorated with the, the holly and the ornaments and the huge tree and the fact that it snows on Main Street... I mean, all of that is just like, it, it just transports me both to the, the feeling of Christmas as a child, but also just that magical feeling that only Disney can uh, can create. So yeah, Main Street for me. How about you? Uh, in Disneyland? Yeah. yeah Main, Main Street, uh, definitely followed probably by New Orleans Square. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. New Orleans is, is really neat at Christmas time. It's got a lot of, yeah, vertical. It's got a lot of like, yeah. keep your eyes up off the ground. Uh, Tomorrowland, not not so great. For I was going to say in Adventureland, I don't recall any real like Christmas theming in, in Adventureland. Is there? Yeah, I'm sure there is something. I'm sure there's something, yeah. but it's not overly done. Yeah, I don't have like a ton of like holiday Disneyland traditions. You don't? We don't. We don't go. We don't go during that season like a ton where we're, where that's where we're like we're down there to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. So you know, and we tend to attack. My kids like to attack the park. Very. You know, tactically. Yeah, right. They, they, they're not there to be. They like, don't want people there. Yeah, with holidays. They're stuff. like, how many? Yeah, how many rides can we get in? Like, what are yeah. we doing next? Like, I'm like, oh, they got this new cookie thing at the cookie thing, and they're like, not are we going on to a ride or yeah. not? You can sit on their bench, old man. Can you eat the cookie in line? Can you get the cookie and eat it in line? You, That's what we're you doing. Better learn. Yeah, is what they say. Uh, I, I, there are just. I would say there are Disney theme park adjacent things that we do. Yeah, you know, like again, we don't go down for 
Christmas. We we did go down for Christmas a couple of years ago, which was great. Uh, not on Christmas Day, but again, uh, during the Christmas season. Right. One thing that is a tradition uh, that we do every single year on Christmas Day is watch the Christmas Parade uh, on ABC. Okay. Uh, par- partially because I was in it, and so, but but I think I was watching the Disney Christmas Parade even before I was in it. Where is it, that held? Where are they running that? It's on ABC. I mean, but in real life, where is it? Uh, well, they do it in Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So okay. they sort of- It's a filming of that? It's a filming of it. Okay. Uh, and, and they don't do it live on Christmas Day. Uh, but they film it ahead of time, and it's just gotcha. you know you just it, it look. It's an hour and a half long commercial for the Disney parks, but you get to see what sort of it's new down the Disney park is great. I was in a commercial one year for uh, the Disney Christmas Parade. I remember that. Uh, do, do you remember that? Yeah, we were watching it. And my wife's like, "Is that Deadpool?" And I was like, "No, Scott Storm." <laughs> get it? <laughs> you walked into it. You jerk. <laughs> I love. Yeah, I just love watching the Christmas Parade. It just makes me happy. What else was I going to ask you? Oh, in in Florida. Does Epcot get Christmassy? And if so, how much? Yes. Yeah? Uh, Epcot at Christmas time is the bomb. Really? It sounds yes. like it's bonker talks. It's fantastic. Wow. It's beca- and because every single country is decorated for their cultural celebration of Christmas. Yeah. And there is a Santa Claus for every single country. Wow. So in America, you can go visit santa uh-huh. but if you're in france then you can go visit Père noel uh-huh. and uh and if you are in germany i believe it's sinterklaus i uh-huh. think it's, and so there are santas in every single land do you think of all the santa claus names in all the different countries yeah we got the least tough sounding one santa claus yeah it's claws <laughs> i guess so serious claws like there. every other country has like a better sounding one tobo shijo i think is another one <laughs> it's amazing that's right a pretty cool name i can't remember where tobo shijo talk is about from. yeah finding your way onto the good list for fearful reasons that's right yeah that's true uh, that's what i'm all about uh, no uh no krampus i believe in any of the uh, epcot uh epcot lands which is a good thing yeah it's a good thing you don't want to scare children right you want to you want to celebrate them uh, yeah, so Epcot's really Epcot's really cool. All the Disney parks are in Florida are great for for Christmas time. You know, they they just everything is bigger in Walt Disney World, and as a result, the Christmas celebrations are are bigger. Christmas spirit is a Christmas spirit. A bigger. Christmas, the Christmas spirit is is bigger. It's bigger. It's bigger. Right on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just get that COVID. Uh, I have a tradition. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars in December. Okay. I, well, I guess I should say it was a tradition for me as a child and I rediscovered it. And I'm curious to know whether or not you know of this. Wow. Are you familiar with the album Christmas in the Stars? No, I don't think so. Okay. This was an Christmas album that is hosted by C-3PO and R2-D2. Yes. And it came out like in the late 70s. Uh-huh. I own the album and I listen that and John Denver and the Muppets, which by the way is the first Christmas album that I listen to every single year is John Denver and the Muppets. Just phenomenal. Right on Christmas in the stars. I listened to that thing incessantly as a child and I completely forgot about it yeah. until recently. Amazing. And you can't find it on Spotify or Apple music or anything like that. You can find it on YouTube. So if you Google, uh, what Christmas do you have stars, it on? What do you mean? What do I have? What, what medium do you have it on? YouTube. Okay. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's I like you had a the 45 only... or something like that. Oh, I mean, I had it. I had it on a 45. Yeah. Uh, Ran but... that on your Fisher Price. Uh, I put it on the rep... Fisher Price yeah. turntable. That's yeah. right. That's right. The the beige and orange Fisher Price and brown Fisher Price yeah. turntable. You listened to that. And then the next one you listened to was uh, Sesame Street Goes Country. Uh, you jammed that. Uh, I also uh, uh, the Mickey Mouse Disco. Uh, yeah. Disco Disco Mini yep. album. And uh, it's okay to cry by whatever. 
I never listen to It's Okay to Cry. <laughs> a weak album. It lets the sad out of you. Uh, so, okay so you've never listened to Christmas Free in the Stars? Free to be, you and me. I'm going to play a little Christmas in the Stars right Oh, yay, what you. a fun segment this has turned into be. Here is track one. Yeah. The title track, Christmas in the Stars. you got to listen to this. I'm just so And ready. you got to tell me whether or not this should be on every music streaming service. Okay. All right? Oh, my stars. I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on everyone and sing. How long is this track? 17 minutes. Who liked it, and that goes into the next song. Oh, uh, so that's Christmas in the Stars. Wow! As I'm listening to that again, mm-hmm. that's your first time ever hearing Christmas yeah. in the Stars. Yeah. Uh, yep, that I can remember. Hot takes. Yeah, it's it's very in keeping with the Star Wars special. It's not. It's like I mean, it's it's less of a song and more of a more of a sort of a talk through type of thing mm-hmm. with a lot of references. Yep. Such a weird thing. Some of them are ridiculous. Some of the references are ridiculous. Yeah, like don't make any sense. Chewbacca kisses a droid at one point in the mistletoe. yeah, and there's like talking about like just like Christmas, even the word, and then some kind of deep cuts in there with the R five D four. So it's sort of a yes. weird and mix. I, I think they're assembling toys for Santa Claus at yeah. the North Pole. I totally. think that's also the conceit of the song. Um, this, Little nuts. Is, this is the thing that struck me for the first time listening to this with you. Yeah. This sounds like something that you would hear at a Disney park in a Disney parade. 
Yeah. It has that yes. quality. That's so funny. I thought the exact same thing, but I thought this sounds like the song that you hear when you get on a dark ride, uh, and then you're but you're you're not in the show building yet, but yeah. you're going into it, and it's yep. sort of the last song you hear as you go into the show. Sure. Yeah. It's like Christmas in the stars, and then you go actually into the ride, and then right. you hear it when you come out the other end. Yes. But you've never actually heard the whole song before. You've just heard little forty five second clips of it. And so it did found sound very like Disney entertainment. It sounds very Disney esque. Yeah. Like it's surprisingly Disney esque. Now there's that's, of course, just one of, I think, 13 to yeah. 15, 17 tracks on that, including What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Has a Comb? That's another one of the songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I feel like Christmas in the Stars will become- it Blow dryer, will, it, it probably. Will, will come back. Yeah, or conditioner. Mm-hmm. Maybe some VO5 hot oil. Conditioner tunnel. Conditioner tunnel. So I want to bequeath- I want to bequeath you and the Bantha Tears with the gift of listening to Christmas and the Stars this year Yay. as a new uh, Christmas tradition. Yep. What do you say we play a game? Game music. Music on the podcast. We're about to play a game. There's game music here. Ding dong. Game music. Ding. Christmas in the Stars. Christmas in the Stars. Oh, what a joy it'll be. Hey, when you were dancing during that song, yeah, I was marching. Uh, yeah, though yeah. that was Scott Storm at like what fifty percent. That wasn't full parade mode. That was like no, that's like like eleven percent. That was eleven. That was like 11%. okay. I just want to know what I'm dealing with here. That was 11%. yeah. That was like yeah. That was la- that was lazy Scott Storm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen full Scott Storm. Oh, I just cannot wait. Take me to Disney Park. You'll see. Full you don't Scott know Storm. that I don't watch you on YouTube every night. I don't have a YouTube every night. You're on YouTube in a parade. Oh, that's true. I am on YouTube in a parade. <laughs> That's right. We're going to release that at some point. Um, okay, this game, th- this is a game that we've been talking about doing. Okay. We're going to do it. I'm calling it, and I'm workshopping it right now, okay. Blue Sky Brain Busters. Okay. It's sort of like armchair imagineering. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take one random IP, spin in that wheel, yeah. and one random attraction type. Okay. Okay? Normally, we, oh, I okay. would say, imagineer this. Yeah. Right? This, we're going to take one random IP, one random attraction type, yep. and we're going to do a holiday overlay. Okay, fun. Uh, IP you intellectual you property. You look terrified right now. I am you look, terrified. You're like, your mind is working in overdrive uh, What are we right doing, now. Blue Sky? Uh, no, it's a good name because uh, we've talked to some Imagineers, and one of the first phases that a new thing at Disney goes through is the Blue Sky the Blue phase. Sky phase. you think about what it could be. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be is? We don't even know what this is yet. Don't even know. So we're going to spin that wheel. We'll I, brought, I brought the wheel. A new one. You decorated got a new, it for Christmas. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, you put bells all over yep. it. Uh, is Every so, single peg has mistletoe. That's so you don't lose. Yeah, no. Would you stand under the wheel for me? <laughs> There's no chance that you're not getting. Got it. Makes sense. <laughs> so I'm going to spin the wheel. We're going to get one random. Let me make sure. Oh, bumped into it there. Uh, yeah, I bumped in that into the wheel. Yep. I uh, knocked off one. Knocked out one of the lights. I got to yeah. replace that. Yeah, we're cool. going to spin the wheel. For one random IP, yep. intellectual property, yep. and one random attraction type. Yep. So, spinning that wheel. Mickey and Friends. Mickey and Friends is the IP. Boat Ride is yeah. the attraction. Yep. Holiday Overlay. So, uh, 
what I like is that uh, I like how scared you are. Yeah, I know. Right? I like how you feel like this is like a final exam. Like I'm going to judge your character. Look, let's be honest. For you and I, it kind of is. Like this is. is what it comes down to. I think this this boat ride. Uh, you know, it starts off with uh, they were on the Fab Five or vacationing somewhere, and yep. Pl- Pluto okay. has gone out to get something but gotten lost, and they don't know where he is. Yep. And so your boat ride is an adventure of trying to find Pluto, oh. and there's little mysteries along the way of where he's been. They see something, and so like he's definitely been here. And so you go into a restaurant through the boat ride or something then you go this other then you go through a canal and then you go over like a waterfall yeah and you find pluto uh, and all he was looking for was like a christmas tree and he's got the one christmas tree and it's like really sad but it's in his mouth and they're like oh oh it's like uh i, I think there was that that mickey short where yeah. mickey and uh and uh pluto go to chop down a christmas tree yeah. and uh chip and dale are in are in that christmas tree yeah and then they terrorize pluto yep for five to six minutes that's my boat ride meets christmas meets the mickey so is there anything Christmas in the boat ride except for the 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 conclusion? No, the it's all Christmas because it's Christmas in the town that they were vac- vacationing in. Right, so they're okay. going their 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 boat ride takes a turn and goes down like a canal. I think it was probably taking place in France with Papa Noir or whatever his name. A Pierre Noel, <laughs> whatever, or Pierre Noel. <laughs> yeah, and Papa so you know Noir. there's there's dinners going on and everything's decorated. And uh, could the boat ride like uh, when it goes down the? You said it goes down like a little waterfall. Yeah, it goes down like a little waterfall. Is that like a frozen waterfall that type of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They get you get. Uh, maybe get into a snowball fight there's a snowball there's a scene where there's snowballs flying over there's some yeah. kids and and they're like oh no and oh watch out yeah and so it's really a fun ride it is a fun ride. yeah it's called uh it's called the jolly it's called the jolly uh boat ride yeah okay no I'll it's not that. called the jolly boat ride. it's called the holly holly the holly jolly, jolly boat, boat ride experience yeah. starring mickey and friends yep a Christmas spectacular. Yep. <laughs> just lots of colons. There's something because that's what you do when you when you name a new Disney ride. It's not just like Pirates of the Caribbean, the yeah. Matterhorn. Yeah. It's now the IP brand yep. with a colon, the subgenre of that IP yep. with another colon, and then the adventure that's taking place. There you go. That is true. Like Next, true. Uh, do you not do that one too? Do you want me to do this one? We can each take one. You're up next. That's what I'm saying. All Roll right. it. All right. Inside Out. This is going to be challenging. Inside Out, the Inside Out Dinner Show Holiday Overlay. Yep. All right, let me roll my sleeves up. Yeah, roll them up. You are a guest that's been invited over to Riley's house for Christmas dinner. Yep. As you get seated, you get a glimpse of Riley, a 13-year-old girl. Yep. And... What is going through her mind as she prepares for Christmas? She's remembering like past Christmases. She's and remembering past Christmases. Yeah. So you have joy that's coming out, and of course, Riley's a hockey player. Yeah. So Christmas for Riley is a really important thing because yeah. she's remembering the times when she and her dad went out on the frozen ponds of uh, Chicago, uh, where they came from before they moved to uh, to San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yep. And so she's remembering the joyous experiences of white Christmases that she experienced in Chicago with her dad and her mom mm-hmm. while they were playing hockey. The problem is, is that this is her first Christmas in San Francisco. Yep. And so she is feeling sad about the fact that it doesn't snow in San Francisco and it doesn't just feel like Christmas to her. Yeah. So then joy and sadness and anger and disgust and fear have to uh, go into the memory uh, reserves yep. in order to f- 
pull out different memories that Riley had of Christmases she experienced back in Chicago where it wasn't always snowy mm. and that she still had and all the memories that she had of Christmas mornings and the joy that she experienced at Christmas even when it didn't feel like Christmas so that Riley remembers that Christmas is not about the setting that you're in but the people that you're people with, with and the people that you're with that she is with is gathered around for this dinner show. And maybe we can do, uh, can we do this by uh, having some of those memories be related to meals that she had with people yes. there? And then that's the food and those, that you that's get. The food that that's comes the food out. you can actually remember. Oh, I had this meal with whatever and it was this. And then you you get served, you know, whatever yes. you order from that. I love that. Yeah. She's like, like, she's that. remembering her favorite meals. Yeah. And some of them are like really good uh, savory meals, like your, you know, your turkey dinner. Yeah. Like she remembers her, her How Christmas dope would that be dinner. If she had like this crazy memory of like this, whatever, dessert Sunday cookie or whatever, and you're really building that up and in the theater and then it's and served it comes, And it's served out and served there. It's gotta and, be like, good. And then like really good eggnog that she remembers having. And then maybe she has like the playful memory of like when she and her mom baked Christmas cookies yeah, together yeah. and they got into a big, uh, Love a, it. A, a big ingredient fight. And so then the cookies come out the way all sort of like anger gets all upset. So like the edges are like burnt on one of them or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Is it, let me ask you that. Is it gross to eat a memory ball? Cause I feel like I want to crack that open with a spoon and kind of eat it like pudding on the I inside. feel like it's, I think it depends on what the emotion is. Yeah. Uh, if the emotion's good, it probably is fantastic. It's got like a candy shell. It's candy shell. It's I like, it's like a Cadbury right cream egg. Can I get seconds like. on the memories? Sure you can. I like the middle. Maybe that's what they serve. They serve a memory ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, for uh, for uh, yeah for for dessert. It's just got Greek yogurt Crack on the inside it. there. Yeah, it'd be fantastic, and it's called Inside Out: Colon Riley's San Fran- Christmas San Francisco Adventure: Colon A Joyous Dinner Show Experience Through the Mind of a Thirteen Year Old: Colon A Pixar Dinner Theater Experience: Colon Socially Distanced: Colon Because of Course. Colon, just kidding. You're probably going to be pretty close to each other. <laughs> colon, enjoy. Colon, Merry Christmas. Yeah, right on. Fun. I feel like that's a real thing. I feel like it's a real thing, too. I, like I love the food. We just came up with a great idea. Food pairing into into that, uh, into the inside-out scenes of helping you uh, connect Christmas to the people and the meals you had them with. Genius. One would think that we are coming up with these things after, like, really seriously. Right, concerned. like we like, quit our day jobs, and this is all we do right. is we sit in a garage and write stuff down, then we fake a podcast. we fake it where we're coming There's up no with wheel. It. People don't even think there's a real wheel in here. Right, and yeah. that it's all just staged. Yeah. But no, this is top-of-the-dome work right now. Just right off the top. What That's do we call this game? Uh, this is called uh, Blue Sky Brainstorm. Oh, Busters or something. It was like it was like Bucket Buster, Blaine Boo, Baby Baby Bonnet. Blue Sky Brain Busters. Blue Sky Brain Busters. Holiday Edition. Holiday Edition. Of Champions. I think of all the ones that we pitched. Yeah, what do you think one actually goes into production? Legit, which one goes into production? I mean, I think realistically, the Inside yeah. Out one goes. Yeah, I feel the same. What? That was our show. It was filled with <laughs> gifts, games. It was like a holiday special. What? What just happened? We podcasted. This podcast. It was awesome. Was all. Of- well, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what. The uh, batteries went out right when we. Uh, right when we were about to do the outro. Couldn't yep. make it through the whole thing. The batteries went out. Uh, so mm-hmm. now I'm at home with Kennedy Cumulus. What'd you hello. think of it? What did you? Hello. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. <laughs> hi, everybody. This is your. Uh, this is not your episode. What did you think of your episode? It was very good. Yeah. I kind of zoned out a little bit when I was talking, but you know. <laughs> when you listened to yourself back, you didn't pay attention. Uh, I mean, I paid attention, but like. 
I wasn't listening too hard. Okay. Then and Norm- then what did you think of this episode, episode 37? It was honestly a gem. <laughs> you haven't even heard it. It was fantastic. Okay, we talked, you haven't heard it yet. No. I appreciate the positivity, but we talked about holiday tips, Disneyland uh, tips Ooh. for the holiday. Do you have any tips for our listeners if they're going to, if they were going to head down to Disneyland during a normal season for Christmas? What do you like to do in the park during Christmas? Uh, I would say make sure you ride Haunted Mansion. Uh-huh. I love looking at the gingerbread house, you know? Okay. Um, do you think I covered that on the show already? Probably. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, make sure to catch the gingerbread house. Uh, get that Christmas merch. Get that Christmas merch? Yeah. All right. You ready, you ready to try the outro? <laughs> yeah. This is Scott's territory, and he, he's letting you take a crack at it. How do you feel about that? Um, a little bit scared. I don't know if I'll live up to um, what he normally does. All right. But... Let's give it a shot. Here we go. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love making this show, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bobsleds and Banthas. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us at bobsledsandbanthas.com. Email us at podcast at bobsledsandbanthas.com. If you want to see pictures related to the show, follow them on Instagram at bobsledsandbanthas. If you want to follow my dad, follow him at Aaron Robbins. And if you want to follow Mr. Storm, follow him at Hey Scott Storm. Until next week, I've been Kennedy Cumulus, and I've been wearing a giant sweater. And I've been Aaron Absolute Humidity. And what makes you think you're going to be here next week? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a reoccurring thing. Yeah. Hey, what's Deadpool's catchphrase? Like, tacos. Yeah, good enough. Scott will love it. <laughs> what? Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.